many messages and teachings from the ayahuasca and the ceremony are from teachings of stillness and like silence and yeah having a clear clean blank palate body that only has no processed foods it's not bound to an addiction to sugar it hasn't had to digest red meat which takes so much energy i think the the healing manifests itself more and that's just my idea like i don't know how true that is uh i see so all of this is coming out of your own theory um it's coming out of it's my words based on like articles i've read from retreat websites yeah like from your experience is that true yeah for sure for sure and i know that's true because on days when i fast all day I'm way more in tune with the messages that my body and heart send to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Because I, I haven't fasted yet. And are you, are you doing like completely like no water? No, I'll usually drink water okay. when I fast. Well, like it makes it easier for me to do things that are productive towards my self-improvement. And dieta is definitely that. Huge. Yeah. Because instead of like coming home and saying like, I want to eat this wonderful, delicious meal and fall asleep afterwards. It's like, well, I... Or jack off and fall asleep afterwards mm -hmm. for me. Like, I can't really do that. And it forces me to kind of just like sit with myself and I can't like s smoke weed and fall asleep. And I can't go out and drink and forget about my problems. I'm just forced to like face them. And I, I realize when all of these other pleasurable things get removed from my life, the only thing logical there is to do is make my life better. Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> 100%. 100%, dude. When I'm not like busy in my addictions, that's all there is. Like, how can I make my life better? What's something better I can do? Like, what can I contribute to the world? Like, that's what my context is. Mm -hmm. And we're like, let's create music. Like, I'm fucking doing this mm -hmm. and not, like, swallowing myself in a deep hole of instant gratification, which, like, right after I come, it's like, eh, yeah. I'm fucking dead. Mm -hmm. You know, I lost power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what addiction is. It's like, Every time I do the thing that in my logical brain I know I shouldn't do, but I'm going after like that base thing, I lose power. Not yeah. every time. Every time. It seems, it seems to me that sacrifice is your way of bargaining with the future. And, and I, can, I couldn't quote any studies or anything, but it just like instant gratification seems like the worst thing for you. And like all we have is our, our own personal experience. Yeah. yeah and that's all i know i can share like everybody's different like some people can smoke weed and be okay mm -hmm. like that's the thing mm -hmm. you know like tia talks about how like <clears throat> don't smoke weed because you give your power away to it mm -hmm. and then no like i believe mm -hmm. it's not the case for everybody mm -hmm. but like for me it is true mm -hmm. like weed can't suck the power away from me because i give it you know i don't understand the science of it or like even the spiritual aspects of it but that's what i experienced mm -hmm. so i mean i did smoke weed um on thursday night and we had a great fucking session hey. but you know like it's not i guess like in balance but i know like it, it can if i abuse it then i'll go down a path of really losing my power mm -hmm, man and we're so powerful we have, you know, we've got the energy of God inside of us. You know, we are of two, two pieces. We are part man and part God. Tell me about that. My understanding of it is from a Christian perspective that, you know, Jesus is man and God. And you see, if you've ever seen someone do their cross, they've got maybe, maybe it's this hand position or maybe it's this hand position. And that's because you have the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then you have the other two fingers, the, the man and the, and the divine. And our sexual energy, bro, that's, that's like our divine power of creation. Like that's really sacred energy. I think some people refer to it as kundalini, although I'm not well read in that. Oh, man, I wish I could tell you. This is something that I just, I don't have, I'm not trained, you know, I don't know. 
but that energy, because it can create new life, it must therefore be energy of creation. And energy that can create is energy that's divine. At least that seems to be how it is. I'm sure that if you went into religious texts, you could probably find some better explanations. Yeah. I, I can see that. Because when people get older, their ability to make babies lessens. Hmm. I know that if I'm jacking off every day, that I'm less energetic. Yeah. And I'm less enthusiastic. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. But if I've, if I've sex with a woman that I love because I'm putting that energy into something instead of just, okay, so like you're jacking off and maybe you're staring at a screen as most of us do. Mm. Um, you just kind of like, like shoot that energy into nothing, into no one. Yeah. If you have sex with somebody. And so do you, do you find that when you have with sex with somebody that you don't lose power? Yes. Interesting. Maybe because it's a mutual exchange of energies. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, depictions, like visual depictions of two beings having sex and then also their spirits having sex in a higher dimension above yeah, that, which yeah. is interesting. I'd be curious to know more about that. Yeah. I definitely need to be careful with, especially now, like what I'm doing sexually. I agree. Because I, I know like, <laughs> that's an interesting ceremony with the whole like, paper and like with the paper yeah when when tia was telling us to write down mm-hmm. every fucking women we fucked mm-hmm. and letting that go and i just realized fuck i i messed up a lot mm-hmm. i was using a lot of these women for my instant gratification or mm. really not instant gratification it is instant gratification but a lot of it is um trying to fill my own hole right this mm-hmm. emptiness that i felt this darkness which now i know is i need to face that myself and be with it and learn from it face whatever demon that is or maybe it's not a demon i, I don't know what the fuck it is i'm not i'm not there right now so it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard to even describe but i know that i like poured that onto other people mm-hmm. through these sexual experiences and i'm like fucking no more like i need to take care of myself i need to do this shit so like i bring energy you know and i infuse energy into people not take away energy mm-hmm. so ayahuasca has been huge for that i think ayahuasca has like i don't know reconfigured me or maybe given me energy because every fucking time i do a ceremony like i'm just full of energy and it's just fucking weird dude it's really weird. It's really Remember mysterious. when we, we had the fucking, uh, Jimmy had the the weed rice crisp, oh, crispy yeah. things. And like we all had it and none of us got high. Like yeah. there is something to it, man. I agree. And then that made me think it makes sense that we can, like people kind of eat whatever mm-hmm. right after the ceremony. Like that, it's kind of like a cheat day. It's it not is. really a cheat day. Yeah, but like it makes, I don't know, I kind of put two and two together. And my thought is that it's because the medicine is still in your body, in your stomach. And so as it goes through, it you know pulls out your toxins and it pulls out your darkness and it holds it in your stomach until you either throw it up or you shit it out. Um, mm, interesting theory, bro. 100%. So you, you know, eat it and it gets absorbed into that big ball of medicine. Yeah, and just yeah. leaves with you. And I feel like that's the reason why, I, like as a vegan, I can eat buffalo after ceremony and it doesn't rub my body the wrong way whereas like i could take a bite of cheese by accident and my body will be out of whack for like 24 hours what do you mean by out of whack my stomach will be upset and i'll shit it out like liquid my body would just clearly be unhappy with me like but because when you stop eating something for a while you've got this whole uh, ecosystem in your stomach of of living things that are specialized to break down certain foods and the pieces of those foods. And it's like, so if I don't eat cheese, then there's nothing to feed all these living things that digest cheese and therefore they all die out and they're, yeah. they're not present in my body anymore. Interesting. I love- Does the, that same thing happen when you eat meat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever it might be. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's insane. What's the next level of your evolution? Oh, oh, 
These are good questions, Enoch. <laughs> it's like spiritually, the next step of my evolution is participating in ceremonies that aren't just with the ayahuasca. The sweat lodge, just participating in the vision quest, eventually mm -hmm. the sun dance. Yeah. Learning like the peyote songs and learning how to meditate or rather actually practicing my meditation yeah. and spending more time. You asked me, you asked me uh, in the past couple of weeks, like, who do I talk about the shit with? Who's that Zaves? It's like, who do you talk about all the spiritual shit with? And I was like, you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden, dude, people started coming into my life. who were also doing inner work. Yeah. Really interesting. That's how, T tell me like specifics. Um, I went to a class, my friend Sequoia was a workshop that started mm. with a meditation and ended with like improvisation and freestyle hip hop. Mm -mm. The only other person in the class was this guy named Jason who goes by the rock star guru. And he's, he's a visionary in his own right. And after we talked about that, he invited me to this thing he was doing called Soul Tribe at Eagle's Nest. Did I tell you about that? Mm -mm. Beautiful. So Jason's whole philosophy is that you should play with adults like you play with children. We all go to his house, he invited 10 people, then he took us to the beach and he had these activities that we did. We played with a beach ball, we did asanas from yoga, we threw around a frisbee, we yeah. walked around the water. And this was summer? No, this was like two weeks ago. Fuck. And then we come back into his home and it was a potluck. We all brought yeah. food, so we all ate together. It was also a gift exchange. And then after that, everybody who was invited or most people who were invited all got a 30 minute facilitation slot to do whatever they wanted. So one guy brought a big piece of paper and a bunch of paints and markers and we all painted and one dude did past life healings and one girl did tarot and one girl led a meditation and I played some music and we ended with these Tibetan singing bowls. Mm. It was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I felt so alive. And actually I came to a lot of really good realizations from there and talking to the people there. What realization? The biggest one is that my struggles with my impulsive pleasures, my instant gratification are, you know, pleasure seeking as a whole, but also like greed and gluttony. Mm -mm. And I, I asked for advice during my facilitation session. I said, how do you deal with these voices in your head? And one of the, one of the women there told me like, I see that you struggle with this. And I think it's a symptom of you being connected to our collective consciousness because these are what the whole world is struggling with right now. Hmm. That was deep. Yeah. Apparently there's people. So if, if, for example, we can just imagine that sacrifices, uh, some sort of magic, you sacrifice something in, in exchange for whatever. It is magic. <laughs> um, and we've both experienced that. Mm. This woman also told me that there are people on this earth and their mission is they actually take on the suffering of other people mm. and they make sacrifices. They're called ascetics or something. These are very ancient practices. And they just like, hey, I'm here to channel the suffering so that other people don't have to. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what Jesus did. <laughs> yeah. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. Like that. that is so true. Like this is one of the things we were talking about, right? So let's say this is us <clears throat> right now, right? At this point. Mm -hmm. And then this point is there, there's a line to this point and this point is the point where like all of humanity is totally fucked, right? There's no going back, Yeah. right? Uh -huh. That is a very good possibility. And like we can do shit through sacrifice in order to push that line farther and farther away. Mm -hmm. Or we can do shit, keep doing instant gratification and the, that point gets closer and closer. But like no one wants to make that sacrifice because like you're sacrificing your own life energy mm -hmm. in order to get that to go farther and farther away or to disappear it, right? I like, saw that in the sweat lodge. Oh, really? That's crazy. So I was thinking like there there are only a few people who made that sacrifice. Well, actually, maybe that's bullshit because there are a lot of people we don't know. Mm -hmm. Right, we know Gandhi, we know Martin Luther King, we know Jesus, we know people like that. But like, we don't know like all the unknowns. There are They're probably there. yeah, they are there. Yeah, thank you for everybody who sacrificed. Mm -hmm. um, we gotta get to a point where we're willing, cause like someone's gonna eat the shit, right? Someone. From from us living the way we are right now, our future children, 
I don't know how many generations down the line they're gonna eat the shit from us living in a way that instantly gratifies us and like we need things quick. Yeah, it's gonna hit the fan. I, but by that point, it's gonna be too late. Like someone's gotta like just sacrifice, or a group of people will need a sacrifice in order for that dot to. Because that's what I think about my dad, right? So my dad, he worked his fucking dick off for his family. He never took vacations because he was always worried about money. He was like, I want to make sure my sons go to college. And I want to make sure that my mom's taken care of and all this shit, right? He never really did much for himself. He never bought himself nice clothes. Like he, like, whenever I asked him for clothes, like, or like I saw a shirt he loved, I'd be like, hey, can I have that? And he'd be like, yeah, go for it. Like, he was always so giving. And um, I really believe that that's why he went early because he gave so much of himself. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the things I'm constantly meditating on. Like, who do I want to be in this life? Like, how mm-hmm. much do I want to sacrifice? That's the currency, bro. Sacrifice and then like a step further than that, pain is the currency. And like in the sweat lodge, when you sit with, with these really hot rocks in a pitch black area and all of the water which gives you life is leaving your body it's like okay wow this is really profound people are willingly coming in there and offering their life force to the mystery in the name of something or someone else or something greater so people are going to the sweat lodge with the the intention is it's like a prayer it is a prayer and you say what you're praying for before you go into it or who you're praying for Gotcha. And so a lot of people spoke about maybe family members who were ill and they went in and they suffered in, ex- in, in exchange so that the person they're praying for, they can take that amount of suffering away from them. And I talked to Thea and I said, these are my findings. My most powerful ayahuasca experiences have been the ones like the last ceremony. They were very intense <laughs> and very painful, yeah. very uncomfortable. And yeah. Like, all my physical sensations are on fire and like what's going on here like it seems to me that like sacrifice pain suffering like this is the currency this is what the mystery wants you to see this is how you can say that you're grateful and she says yes (laughs) she says we don't tell people this because you have to come to the realization on your own Mm -mm. but like the vision quests think about it yeah you know, you sit on your own, no food, no water for four days in nature. So the- yeah. Fuck, dude. Like, honest to God, sacrifice scares the shit out of me, dude. Yeah. I am so afraid of it. But, I mean, fuck. It's it's the path to freedom for me. It is. It's It's the only way for me to, like, experience my own inner freedom. Yes. Sometimes I feel like it's a fucked up system. Me too. Um, masochistic absolutely but it is what it is I mean (laughs) what else am I gonna do just sit comfortably and like die inside and like die with regrets or be fucking bold and like constantly practicing courage constantly Mm -hmm. practicing facing pain Mm -hmm. constantly practicing sacrifice Mm -hmm. and doing shit that's uncomfortable doing shit that I don't fucking wanna do Mm I'd rather do that than like, well, at least at this point in my life. I guess before this point, I I would rather be comfortable than yeah. take sacrifice. Oh yeah, yeah. It is my answer. It's my answer. And maybe one idea of like why that's the case is because how is so it's just like the fire says to you, how grateful are you? Mm. How grateful? Like you could say thank you all you want. Mm-mm. But like, what are you willing, what can you give me to show me that you are truly grateful for this endless abundance I have provided for you, even when you're sucking me dry? Holy fuck, dude. That's true, because when you're grateful, you just want to give. Wow, that was deep. <laughs> oh my God, this shit is crazy, and it's not straightforward, and there's a lot yeah. of questions. But uh, the feeling is, you know, some of these feelings are really certain, even though I couldn't explain to you why. Yeah. I don't want to ever go through what you fucking went through in the last ceremony, <laughs> but I know it's gonna fucking happen someday. Yeah, maybe it'll happen this upcoming one, but like, uh, there's no other fucking choice for me, or I'm not giving myself 
the choice of being comfortable and like sliding down the mountain and like I don't know I don't want to do that anymore like even throwing up just like simply throwing up I don't want to fucking throw up yeah the first my first ceremony I was okay throwing up you know you were brave because you didn't know what you were in for yeah exactly bro that is exactly fucking right that is right dude you know like yeah same thing with my dmt trip i was brave because i didn't know what the fuck it was yeah but after having done it the second time is fucking scary dude the second time is fucking scary Mm -hmm. but thank god this third ceremony was like very soothing Mm. but hey don't live on the soothe man Mm-hmm. Well, it's maybe gonna that's get what tough you needed. Yeah, it was what I needed. You know, <laughs> it was what I needed because like life was fucking hard, and I was like really doing a lot of fucking work in my life. Right, that's when I asked uh, my ex fiance for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That was when I asked my mother for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I did a lot of fucking work, dude. And now. I feel like, shit, I need to do hard shit. Where's the hard shit? I need to do hard shit in this physical, like, life so that when I am in ceremony that it's not so hard. (laughs) So I'm like, God, come on, give me the challenges. Where the fuck are you? Because I don't want to go through what you went through. (laughs) I hear you, man. It's hard. It's, It's scary. Yeah. My first ceremony, I was sitting next to my brother who... You know, he needed ceremony, and every time he basically had an exorcism, you know, or at least a part of one. Mm-hmm. But my first time I sat with him, we were in a teepee, and we were next to each other. And, like, it came through him much more violently than it's ever came through me. And he, like, touched me, and, whoo, like, I got sucked into it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, what does that mean you got sucked into it? I started purging and I started like just right after he touched mm-hmm. you. Holy fuck. And we dude. had this very beautiful moment and Theo was telling us to be quiet, but we had to talk to each other and fucking we were like drumming on each other, like chanting to the ayahuasca. Like it was yeah. really it was really really powerful. This shit yeah. Wow, dude. Not straightforward at all. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a logic to it, but that sounds so hokey pokey. Mm-hmm. Oh, for all of our conversations kind of sound like we just do too much acid or something. <laughs> but I I feel yeah. like we speak, we articulate our thoughts really well and like there's value in them. Sometimes I talk about this shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? You're that guy. Yeah. You're really that guy right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, dude. And I've been trying not to be that guy. But it's just because I, I experience it. Like even prayer, dude. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Praying to something out there, like no one's fucking listening, like no one fucking cares. It's just, it's just me, and like this is all I got, and it's fucking scary as fuck. But I, I just need to like traverse life and go through the scary shit. But like now, I think it was because life was so hard. So when Tia was like, "You need to pray," I'm like, "You know what? I don't believe in prayer, but." I'm just going to fucking act like I believe in it mm-hmm. and just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Even now, like, I guess I sort of do believe in it because shit's happening in my life that's really dope. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, my mom's being taken care of. Mm-hmm. You've been through every ceremony I've been in and I, mm-hmm. you've heard all my prayers for my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom finally sold the house that my dad built. And, like, you know, we've been, like, ruminating over that. Me and my bro, like, oh, shit, my mom's by herself. In the house that my dad built and like she's just super sad and she's alone and you know we were like worried about her but now she sold that house so now she can move to korea and be with my brother and be with her family um you know she's healed a lot mm-hmm. um and like family's awesome like we don't like we just bond now mm. it's just so much love mm. And ayahuasca had a lot to do with that. Bro, my last ceremony after after I was done with um, my purge, I was given all sorts of visions about my future on the condition that I kept coming to ceremony, of course. Um, Are you <laughs> kidding yes! me? Super clear to me. Like, wow. this, this, and this, but keep coming back to the fire. But one of them was really a message like, okay, so this is how you should do this. Because, you know, I told you when our first session with Kobe, kind of something really difficult that I was going through. And I've still been going through it. But 
I did almost everything that I could. And the last thing Angie says that I should talk to my parents about it. And about ceremony? No, about about the situation that I was in that I was telling you about when oh, we first gotcha, met. Gotcha, you remember gotcha, that gotcha. shit? Yeah. 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 So you should tell your parents about this. And I didn't want to, and there's no logical reason why I should have told mm. them, because I didn't need to know. Um, but I, you know, I was praying about it. I'm sitting in ceremony and I had this vision of talking to my parents and also confessing and apologizing, asking for forgiveness for all this other shit that I'd done that it was disrespectful to them mm. over the course of my life. Mm-mm. And that, you know, I should bring candles and I should bring fruits and I should bring sage. And so I did. I sat him down like two days before Christmas. Yeah. And I had a list, a huge list of all this shit that I had done that was disrespectful yeah. or disobedient. And it kind of culminated with this issue that, you know, you and I have talked about. And it was really hard for my mom because there's a lot of things that I've struggled with in my life that she doesn't know about. And my parents to me are my biggest, it's like when they love me the most, period. Mm-hmm. Two, they're also like my creative patrons and they, they help me so that I can continue to create beautiful things because they believe in that. And yeah. so it didn't seem right to me that like not telling them about the hard parts of my life or the difficult parts of my character was like lying to them. Because I had already fallen for my own lie. I come to Chicago and I create this character, Lex Trifecta, as this hero who wants to save the world and who's positive and uplifting. Mm. And I forgot about all the flaws that I had. I forgot about all the shitty shit that I had done. All the people that I had hurt or fucked over or betrayed. I forgot Mm. about it. Mm -mm -mm -mm. And that's why I fucked up. That's why my tragic fall, this mistake I told you about, that's where I came from. Because I didn't think I was capable of doing wrong. Mm. And I just overstepped and I really fucked up. And it's hard for them, but... In the end, it was very healing for all of us. And I'm very grateful to yeah. have gotten that message. Yeah. So I was on, I was talking with a woman on Tinder. Mm. And, <laughs> and, um, and you know, like, it, it was just not pop. Like, if I kept pursuing it, like, I can, like, get it to a certain point, you know. But then I'm like, wait, remember what ayahuasca taught you that one time about, like, having the right people in your life? Like, mm-hmm. if I kept pursuing this woman, is my future, like, what I want it to be? And I'm mm-hmm. like, honestly, no. I'm just chasing pussy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk to her anymore. Like, that's what ayahuasca gave me. Like, I'm doing the fucking work. I'm making the sacrifice and not instant gratification for a future that's more whole, more full of joy and happiness. And, like, good shit's coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These sexual healings have been really nice. And um, the ceremony I went with Dia to the Poconos is when she started it. Apparently she got a message from the medicine that she needs to be doing this. Mm. Something that she said that, I don't know exactly how I feel about it. I'm inclined to believe it because I love Dia, but Mm-mm-mm. you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. But she's, she says that traditionally you're supposed to spend five years single between being with somebody because once you have sex with somebody, their energy stays on you and you're on, yours on them for seven years. Mm-hmm. The energy of that person and of yeah. yourself. Yeah, and that sounds like bullshit to me, but <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who like, knows? I don't know. Like, who knows? There, maybe there's a scientific way of like finding that out in the future, like a thousand years from now. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about like a lot of the shit we're talking about. Like, yeah, like we can't prove it like the way people want it to be proved but like um this guy paul check asks a great question is try to explain love mm-hmm. can you prove love like there's no way to fucking like on a graph or like you know you know what i mean like scientifically prove love but we all fucking know that love is real mm-hmm. i don't maybe not all but so that's what i think about like a lot of this shit it's mm-hmm. like we don't know everything. Like, what we know is just a sliver. Like, at Landmark, they do this pie chart, right? This is everything that it is to know within the circle. And then, like, there's a little sliver, and that's what you know, right? And then there's a li- another sliver of what you know you don't know. Mm. And then the rest is what you don't know that you don't know. Mm. Mm. And 
what we don't know that we don't know is huge. It's infinite. Like there's so much. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, tell me about Landmark because I sat in one of their. <clears throat> Basically, I got tricked into going to a pitch for Landmark. So I sat with, yeah. with the dude for three hours. Landmark was one of the most powerful things I've I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed my life. It it was another transformative thing for me and my mom, for sure. It kind of did what ayahuasca did for me at this third ceremony mm-hmm. or that whole period. Uh, it also changed the way I viewed myself. It's pretty much like an ayahuasca ceremony. Like my whole perspective on life changed. Hmm. Yeah. I I saw like my own bullshit, like how I was judging people and how that was making me unhappy. How, um, ah, shit. See, I don't want to talk about landmark concepts because maybe if you do do it, I don't want to ruin it for you by telling you all the concepts. I'm not inclined. I I don't feel called, but I could be, I could be convinced with the proper discussion. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> you're not the first person who's told me that for yeah. sure. So like, you know how you were talking about you're excited about ayahuasca and like you want to like, mm-hmm. you know, so like I stopped doing that. I just tell them what my experience is and like you make your own decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was definitely one of the most powerful. It was like a, there are a few life changing moments in my life, right? Where like I just totally completely went on a different trajectory Landmark was one of them. Hmm. Losing my virginity was one of them. Hmm. Meeting uh, some of my friends was one of them. Hmm. And meeting Tia hmm. and doing ayahuasca hmm. is another one. Hmm. Yeah. To me, Landmark seems like maybe a good because sitting a ceremony is, it tickles. It's divine female energy coming into you and healing you. You know, it's listening to your heart. <clears throat> and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you've been there, but it seems like the Landmark helps you with your brain Mm. how you think about it which might be a a good yang yeah it's definitely there's a lot of heart to it but it's definitely more yang than ying and also what i like about it like they give you homework to go out into the world and actually practice it Mm. right versus ayahuasca it's like all right you're done and like you know there's not really homework you just kind of go into for me, I do have homework because I'm like, I want to apply the shit that I actually learned in ayahuasca instead of just coasting, right? But that's me. But I don't think a lot of people are like that. I but think. Th- that's why keeping your diet after the ceremony, I think, is really important because you, you, know, you treat it with such respect that you continue to make the sacrifice even after you've gotten the golden egg. Yeah, this is the first time, this third one was the first time that I actually kept the dieta mm. after. Mm. Me too, actually, and, this last time. And I'm like, I like this. Mm-hmm. It's totally worth it. I mm-hmm. need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I only made it a week. And then I went home and I was with my girl and I had to smash. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, bro. Uh, but this time, two weeks. Yeah? You're going to do you're gonna two weeks? Two weeks before weeks? or two weeks after? Yeah. I'm going to do at least a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. But like... I, ayahuasca has helped me with habits, right? Hmm. So now I'm not in the habit of eating shit. Mm-hmm. I'm in the habit of like eating real food. I'd rather, I actually rather cook my own food. Like when I'm out and about and I see like fast food and shit, like that shit doesn't Tempting. turn me on anymore. Mm-hmm. It used to, but like now it's like, no, like I'd rather feel good in my life. I'd rather have like actual actual nutrition that will help my fucking brain work than to eat shit that I don't know what they're putting in it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like smoking, whatever, like all this shit. Like I, I'm i in the habit of not seeing myself as a smoker anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm in the- Dude, yeah. that was huge for me, the mental image. My mental image had a cigarette in my hand. For, really? For like three, four years. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed, especially, um, Especially as like a young person who is really eager to find themselves and to be fucking awesome and cool and shit. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find myself sparking a cigarette just because new people came around. And I just wanted my image to be established. Mm. This motherfucker smokes. Yeah, yeah. I was, that was a hard one to break. Yeah. I'll bet you that's like 99% of people who started smoking. Yeah. It's the image. Mm-hmm. There's an image, yeah. But now it's like, 
fuck that. I'm going to pray, bitch. Here's what's hard, man. Here's what's hard. Getting into the diet is going to sleep. Why? I have late nights my first week because because I'm not high at night mm. and I'm not full at night and all. So before you used to get high every night? Mostly. I mean, even since like the past week and a half, I've definitely got high every night. Yeah. For sure. All these other bedtime rituals. I've noticed how important it is how you start your day and how you end your day. Yeah. Yeah. And how you start and end anything, man. Like I want to. That's true. <sighs> That's true. You know, put my clothes back. Don't just throw them on the floor. And make sure <laughs> everything's in order. Yeah. Also like the like the sanctity and like how sacred my body as a temple is. And mm. who do I want to be with right now? Mm. I'm I'm very vulnerable right now because I'm going through a lot of big changes Mm-mm-mm. that are That's right. challenging mm. my character mm. to at, on the deepest levels challenging who I think that I am and yeah. what I'm here to do. Yeah. And even just looking back on myself 6 months ago, 7 8 months ago, even though I had been sitting in ceremonies, so radically different. Yeah. Because my intention behind my life has changed. Yeah. What I want out of my life has changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you, bro. Thank you. Like fuck. Mm. Huge moves. Huge moves. Big moves, yo. Big moves. Yeah, I don't even recognize the guy who sat in that first ceremony. Mm. Yeah. If I was to get famous now, I think I'd be okay. I don't know. There's a possibility that I might fuck myself over because, like, with fame comes power and money and pussy and, like, things that will, like, Give me access to huge instant gratification, you know? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. And for yeah. someone like me, that's... Not good. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. I am blessed, dude, that I, I'm i not famous. I'm not, like, I haven't been given a lot of power that I had to, like, work fucking hard. Mm. So I have this inner humility within me. Mm. I think maybe, like, as I keep doing the work the inner work that we're doing like maybe two years down the line i'd be okay with like being having notoriety yeah yeah but there that was a huge part of my intention with everything that i had done for the past you know ever since i started being creative Mm. there was always an underlying intention of becoming famous yeah for sure yeah and it was it was the your first ceremony Mm. that i started to like let go yeah of that I remember that because mm-hmm. you said, I don't think I'm going to be an artist anymore. And then what happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this is definitely my calling. Every, yeah. I go on tangents, but this is what my life is about. Um, but I still, you know, what I, I was watching, I was watching Dua Lipa perform on New Year's Eve. What's that? Dua Lipa is a singer. Okay. Very popular right now. I think she makes phenomenal pop music. Mm. Watching Dua Lipa perform in New Orleans. And I was in New Orleans last year for New Year's Eve. So I understand like how big the crowd was. And mm. realized what I don't need is to have, I don't need to be famous like Dua Lipa. But what I, maybe it's a want, but feels like a need is I need to play my music for a crowd that big and make them feel good with my music mm-hmm. or make them feel something. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That's what I think my heart wants. Yeah. And then, you know, after the ceremony, I started thinking more about like, how much privacy do I want in my life? You know, fame comes with a big sacrifice. And my original reasoning was that I'm willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to reach the most amount of people, mm. which I'd probably change a little bit, but that's, that's, you know, still a similar idea in my head, but I just want to fucking reach people. I just want people, I just want to make people feel something with my music. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that's going to look like anymore. And it's not my focus. My focus is just making the the most authentic product that I can. Yeah. 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 And, and I've been playing my music for people. And usually like when I, when I rap for people... I get really good responses. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. People love that shit, but I, 
I play them the song that I'm about to play you guys, and I don't really get much of a response. <laughs> yeah, which uh, I think is really good. It's a great lesson to let go, because like this is how I fucking feel right now. Yeah, I yeah. don't care what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, that that's the thing about music. It's bands or like groups always go through like, oh, this is my favorite song, and then like the fucking company says. No, you should release that other song that you don't fucking like as a single. And, you know, there's a... So, like, for me, I'm making shit that I would listen to again mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. kind of, like, how I think about it. Um, and, like, I just love the process of making shit with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's confusing. Like, maneuvering through my own, like, psyche about, like, wh what are my reasons for wanting to do be creative like is it fame is it because i don't feel loved asking those big questions and <clears throat> i think i'm over a lot of that shit now but still comes back sometimes yeah i said this on an instagram story once it's like i'd like to not care what you guys think but i care what you guys think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe not everybody. Like I don't care yeah. what everybody thinks of me, but there are some people that I really care about. What you yeah. think of me? Yeah, really means it, it. Really means a lot that I have your respect. Like that. That actually means something to me. Um, <laughs> I just want to go deep with like ten people. Mm. That wasn't you before. No, because I liked, I liked the image of having like a huge posse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I've known people who are professional homies. You know, it's like what's that? A professional homie is like someone whose contribution is simply enthusiasm. So they're you hang out with them because they're enthusiastic. This is like my experience with professional homies is, has been in like being with a big crew of people, and there's even if it's not laid out in words, there's mm -hmm. always like a hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hierarchy is. Like Jordan Peterson says, it's like based on like competence mm -hmm. and also like contribution of whatever whatever your goal is, contributing towards that goal. Mm. And there's some people who's like, and this is not bad, but like a professional homie is someone whose contribution is only enthusiasm about what's going on, not actually doing it. Yeah. But like being there for the conversations, like, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, you're so fucking dope. Or yeah, this, this, and that. Yeah. And are you framing it? It's a. It's not a good thing. No, I'm not trying to frame it in any. I'm not trying to frame it one way or the other. Okay. I forget how we got to talking about this, but just like. I've never heard the term before. <laughs> Did you make that shit up, um, or is that an actual thing? No, someone else said it, and it stuck in my head. Professional homie. It's <laughs> such a interesting combination of words. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> Professional homie. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Where's my professional homie, dude? That would be fucking dope. You know? Have fucking three guys sitting here every fucking night. Yo, your shit, shit is fucking dope, bro. That would be fucking awesome. We need a few professional homies. Yeah, you think you do. It's really nice having professional homies. It's yeah. really dope. Um, but it's just like extra noise. Yeah. It's kind of what I found. Yeah, yeah. And um, because other people like it and you always get positive feedback, you're less critical of your own work. And I think, mm. therefore, it's like cut corners because yeah. everyone likes it. I hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All my best material has been material I've been nervous about performing or showing to people. Yeah. If you're nervous, I think that's a really good sign. That's how I feel about the fucking uh, the vision quest. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, tell me what you've been thinking about it. I've been thinking, like, I've been scared of it. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking, that's exactly why I need to do it. Because I'm scared of it. Mm -hmm. Like, not eating food, not drinking water for four days. Wow. Four days, four nights. Like, talking about it now, I'm not scared of it. But there's going to be a point where I'm thinking about it alone. And I'm going to be freaking out inside. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, that's why you need to do it. And also, I want to make sure that I do it in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. I've also heard that if you fast, like you need to make sure that you're healthy because it can cause a lot of issues in the body if, if you fast. Um, 
just willy nilly. But I, I trust Thea, so yeah. She her vision quest, her first because it's a four year commitment. Mm. Her first year was four days. Her second year was seven days. Her third year was nine days, and her fourth year was thirteen days. Of no water, no mm -hmm. food. God damn. My friend, I my roommate went on a vision quest, and he said one of his favorite things he learned is how much time there is in a day. Yeah. He said he only slept for the first night, and after that he was awake for the entirety of it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did he say it was hard? He came back feeling like a fucking whoa. Like, yeah. He came back feeling but like a warrior. But the process was hard? Yeah, it was very difficult. He said his, his, his mind was trying to trick him into cheating, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Let's make some music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Bum, 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 bum. Do, you, do you feel like the more you do the dieta, the better you get at it? No, I feel like the more I do it, the harder it gets. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. That's not my experience. You feel like you get better? Yeah, because I'm more used to it. Mm. Why do you feel like it gets harder for you? I feel like because every time that I do it, there's a voice in my head that's telling me to go further. That asks me to give more. Mm. And like, it, it's <laughs> okay, just hard for me that. to ignore that voice. Yeah. Because like, I know that that voice is trying to guide me towards something. Mm, maybe I should listen to that voice. Yesterday was a really long day and I was so tired. I had spent already like 15 days out spending all my energy doing all the extra shit, doing everything the voice told me to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm on my way home and I'm about to go eat and I'm about to go chill the fuck out. And then I get off the train and then the water calls me and it's cold as fuck. The water's like, come and pray to me. I'm like, Ugh! yeah, Ugh! fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> wow. Respect, dude. Because I probably hear those voices, but I don't think I pay attention. Because, like, I get fucked up in my head thinking, uh, is that, like, just bullshit? Or is that, like, the spirit telling me to go do something, right? It's the spirit, bro. And, and like, I feel you. Like, it's really important to ask yourself, is this me or is this something else? Yeah. So that's so, and sometimes it's not clear either. Yeah. But I find when I'm being asked to do something that denies myself, it's usually something greater than me. Mm. Yeah. I think I've been, you know, I have been cheating where like I made it mean like the no sexual contact. Like it's easy to, um, what do you call it when you give yourself an excuse? Um, not an excuse. I rationalize mm. myself saying like, well, I'm not going to come. So I'm just going to like mm -hmm. beat it and not come. Because. Mm. What loses my power is after I come, that's when I feel weak. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's just beating off anyway. Mm -hmm. It's pleasurable, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm not really sacrificing. So today I told myself, you know what, just mm -hmm. don't touch myself. Um, and then the step further than that is like, don't think sexually about someone. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe that, but like, I, so like, it's hard to say that. It's hard to like, think. Well, what's the line of suppressing yeah. Yeah. myself? Yeah. Versus like, yeah, because I feel like Christianity suppresses sexuality mm -hmm. and that's unhealthy. Yeah. So like for me, like appreciating the beauty of women and their sexiness, mm -hmm. but not indulging mm -hmm. in it. And that's that's where you're right. And that's kind of where I was misled there. But I guess maybe the point I was trying to say is like once you get to one yeah, step, yeah. there's always another step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's infinite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Growth is infinite. Fuck. It's never gonna end. We chose a path of sacrifice, and the more we sacrifice, I mean, the gifts are bigger, but the sacrifice is greater. Mm -hmm. Fuck, dude. Powerful magic, <laughs> man. Powerful magic. And the greatest sacrifice is to lay down my, my whole life. That's what Jesus said. It wasn't just his sacrifice, you know, you think about uh, Jordan Peter, it, dude, it's the Jordan Peterson thing. It's the greatest sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of self. It's a sacrifice of son. Are we talking about the Abraham story where he, he was like, God was like, you need to sacrifice your son mm. 
Did you listen to did Jordan Peterson talk about that? I haven't gotten on. The, I haven't gotten to that if he has. I haven't even finished the flood fully. Okay, so the story is, you know Abraham, right? Yeah. So Abraham had a son Isaac, who he had late in life. Mm-hmm. I think he was a hundred years old, and his wife would not bear cho- any children. So his wife Sarah was like, "Yo, I have my servant Hagar. I think that's what her name is. That's what um." Go ahead, go ahead. So she's like, why don't you fuck Hagar and have a child with Hagar? And that'll be our son, Mm -hmm. right? And so Abraham fucked Hagar and Hagar had a son named him Ishmael. And then God was like, no, that's not the son who's going to be like the main descendants. And then later on, like magic, Sarah has a son. And Abraham, you know, it's his like son, son. And one day, God was like, I want you to go up to the mountain and sacrifice, kill Isaac for me. And Abraham was like, okay. And takes his son up to the mountain. And the son was like, what are we doing? And Abraham just like, we're going to make a sacrifice. And that must have been fucking hard. And in the end, what happens was like, God was like, you, you show that you would sacrifice your son and blessed him and tell, told him, okay, don't sacrifice your son and provide him him with a lamb in the wild and said, sacrifice this. But the whole lesson was like, Abraham was willing to <laughs> sacrifice his own son. It sounds fucked up. Like, what a fucked up God. Um, but maybe like the moral of the story is like, what are we hanging on to? Like, what are we willing to sacrifice for that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say God, but the greater thing. Because that's kind of like what Dieta is preparing us for, I guess. It's a beginning step. Yeah. Because you're with the Dieta, you're sacrificing your food, which is your life force. In the sweat lodge, you're sacrificing your water, which is your life force. And with the vision quest and the Sundance, you're fasting, and that's your life force. Yeah, yeah. Than your actual life like that's that's a big leap bro that's a big leap and you know <laughs> yeah. sacrifice isn't the only kind of magic of gratitude it's not the only currency of gratitude but what do you mean like we spoke last week when we were working on this song about um you know how pain and suffering is a currency for gratitude mm. or at least that's my hypothesis yeah and it's i'm sure it's not the only one but for some reason, like the sacrifice, the pain and the suffering is what calls out to my soul. That's, it just is so clear to me. Like that's some, for some reason, like that's my past. Yeah, yeah. And it's scary, man. Cause I don't know what's gonna be asked of me. Yeah, yeah, that's scary as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess I just like pray for the strength to see it for what it is mm. and to answer the call. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, in and now, in the future, in and now, in the past, back to now, running circles, shit is wild, uh, looking for a rock to hold on, uh, looking for a branch to grab on, uh, thank you for the air breathing. Uh. By the time you get to listen to this, it'll be more than a year since we spit this, the man who sang this song will be long gone catch us if you can we're running to the end to start over again we'll never be the same catch us if you can we're running to the end to start over again we'll never be the same yeah yo that's the whole vibe of this song that's the chorus absolutely that's you think so yes i, I do i know so <laughs> that's the real all that shit you just spit from the beginning to the end of it. That's so awesome. I need peace, you need peace, so we need it. I want peace, you want peace, yeah, we need it. Is that the course of miracles? Yeah, you're hip to it? Not really, but I have one. I've been thinking about reading it. Yeah, I heard it's pretty crazy. But it... And dense. I don't know, it's just... Kind of like too like hokey pokey, hokey pokey. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. 
You have made very real relationships even in this world, yet you do not recognize them because you have raised their, their substitutes to such predominance that when truth calls you, as it does constantly, you answer with a substitute. Every special relationship you have made has, as its fundamental purpose, the aim of occupying your mind so completely that you will not hear the call of truth. Wait, hold, hold on. Are you just like randomly yes. spouting off verses from that book? Yes. Shit, dude. Fuck. You know that's how we're ending the song, right? With you quoting shit from that book. <laughs> What? The Carlos Castaneda's books. Let's see if I can find something good in here. Oh yeah. Ooh. Here we go, dude. Yeah. Hit me. <sighs> Denying yourself is an indulgence, and I don't recommend anything of the kind. That is the reason why I let you ask all the questions you want. If I told you to stop asking questions, you might warp your will trying to do that. The indulgence of denying is by far the worst. It forces us to believe we are doing great things, when in effect, we are only fixed within ourselves. To stop asking questions is not the will I'm talking about. Will is a power, and since it is a power, it has to be controlled and tuned, and that takes time. I know that, and I'm patient with you. When I was your age, I was as impulsive as you, yet I have changed. Our will operates in spite of our indulgence. For example, your will is already opening your gap little by little. It's, it's like, I don't know what it's talking about, but. That really speaks to me. Yeah. It speaks to me just as much as the importance of sacrifice. It said, hey, I don't even know how to say it, but like, like you're doing this for you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you sacrifice, you're doing it for you. Like, mm. I wish I could speak it properly. I know that I feel it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of speaks on that in here. I just gotta find it. What is the real meaning of sacrifice? Okay. Although in truth, the term sacrifice is altogether meaningless, it does have a meaning in the world. Like all things in the world, its meaning is temporary and will ultimately fade into nothingness from which it came, and then there is no more use for it. Now its real meaning is a lesson. Like all lessons, it is an illusion, for in reality, there's nothing to learn. Yet this illusion must be replaced by a corrective device, another illusion that replaces the first so both can finally disappear. The first illusion, which must be displaced before another thought system can take hold, is that it is a sacrifice to give up the things of this world. What could this be but an illusion, since the world itself is nothing more than that? Holy it says over God. here, What is the real meaning of sacrifice? It is the cost of believing in illusions. It is the price that must be paid for the denial of truth. There is no pleasure of the world that does not demand this, for otherwise the pleasures would be seen as pain, and no one asks for pain if he recognizes it. It is the idea of sacrifice that makes him blind. He does not see what he is asking for, and so he seeks it a thousand ways and in a thousand places, each time believing it is there, and each time disappointed in the end. Seek but do not find remains this world's stern decree, and no one who pursues the world's goals can do otherwise. You may believe this course requires you to sacrifice of all of which you hold dear. In one sense, that is true, for you hold dear the things that crucified God's Son, and it is this course's aim to set him free. But do not be mistaken about what sacrifice means. It always means giving up what you want. And what, O oh teacher of God, is it that you want? You have been called by God, and you have answered. Would you now sacrifice the call? Do not forget that sacrifice is total. There are no half-sacrifices. You cannot give up heaven partially. You cannot be a little bit in hell. The world of God has no exceptions. It is this that makes it holy and beyond the world. It is this holiness that points to God. It is this holiness that makes you safe. It is denied if you attack any brother for anything. Whoa. Some crazy shit. Just like wow. off the cuff. Like, what does this page say? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it, it's funny. Like as you read it, like if I logically think, like I don't understand it, but I, I yeah. got it. Yeah, the yeah. Spirit got it. That's, I've been getting a lot, man. I've been having trouble thinking about things lately because yeah. it just messes it up. It mm. messes up the transmission of the information to mm. me. Mm -mm -mm. It's crazy. That's funny because I feel like it's kind of in line with the shit I was reading. Mm -hmm. I have heard you say time and time again that you are always prepared to die. 
I don't regard that feeling as necessary. I think it is a useless indulgence. A warrior should be prepared only to battle. I have also heard you say that your parents injured your spirit. I think the spirit of man is something that can be injured very easily, although not by the same acts you yourself call injurious. I believe that your parents did injure you by making you indulgent and soft and given to dwelling. The spirit of a warrior is not geared to indulging and complaining, nor is it geared to winning or losing. The spirit of a warrior is geared only to struggle, and every struggle is a warrior's last battle on earth. Thus, the outcome matters very little to him. In his last battle on earth, a warrior lets his spirit flow free and clear. And as he wages his battle, knowing that his will is impeccable, a warrior laughs and laughs. Oh my God! <laughs> and that's how I feel about fucking Patricia, dude. Yeah. In the midst of it all, she just smiles and laughs. Yeah. This is this is just crazy shit. <laughs> this world is so crazy. Life is so mysterious. Thankful for this wisdom passed down, regardless of its uh, level of objective truth in this illusion. Like, there's a level of truth outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. Did I ever share with you what I heard about, like, the concept of love, how, like, we can't objectively mm-hmm. prove love, but we all know it and believe that it's real. And feel it. Yeah. And yeah, experience yeah. it. There's yeah. There's empirical evidence for love. And that's how I feel about the shit we just read, right? Like I experienced that in my life. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all we can kind of go on. Yeah. Really. Really. I mean, because if you're you can trust that if you're living your life with an intention of like finding truth and knowing yourself and your place in this world. Like if your intention's right, man, you can trust. Mm. I think you can trust shits. Yeah. Because if your intention's right and you're listening, you're like really listening, then you'll know. You'll smell bullshit if you're really listening. Yeah, I think so. I wish Sam was here, dude. Mm, I know. Oh, this would be great. <laughs> yeah. This would be great. We'll get him in here. <laughs> I can't believe you busted open that book, bro. <laughs> it just came. Amazon sent it to me. I just got it yesterday. You know what's funny is, so I, I bought mine uh, two, three years ago. Because mm-hmm. I, I was looking for it. And I went to the register and the guy's like, okay. Uh, and then he said, you want it back? And I said, no, because I bought a few books. And he said, Okay, I mean, people are gonna see you walking around with that book. You know, <laughs> he, he just thought, "Are you sure you want people to see you walking around with that book?" And I'm like, "Is it a, a thing?" Like, it, it was interesting. But how it was explained to me is that A Course in Miracles is basically a translation of Buddhist teachings into Christian language. I've never heard that before. What I heard was there's a woman who got into an accident and fucked up her brain mm. and then uh, one day she got like Jesus started talking to her saying you need to write this shit down mm. and that's what that is my uh, my mom it's my mom's Amazon Prime account that I order things through Yeah. Um, she sent me a <laughs> message she's like so you, I saw you bought some goggles um, and I also saw you bought a miracle book she says be careful of gurus she said that to me is she a spiritual woman? She's Orthodox Christian for her whole life. Okay. Yeah. And she's right. Mm-hmm. She's right. Another book that's worth reading. There's this guy. His name is Tony Schwartz. He wrote a book called What Really Matters. And he interviews like one of the top sort of gurus, I guess. But like what's like really popular in the underground spiritual seeking realm. And like he interviews Ram Dass and... Uh, interviews um, just a, a lot of people and in the end he's like well these gurus are just human beings mm-hmm. they're fucked up like everybody else you know like he pretty much says we have to make a decision for ourselves and figure shit out for ourselves really 
I was talking with Angie last night. We were having a video chat. And I'm not going to go into details because I'm not trying to drag anyone's name through the dirt, but you can do your own research to make your own decision. Mm. Like, ev even people like Gandhi. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's two sides to that coin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. See, I know that because I know me. Because there's a two side of the coin for me, mm -hmm. you know? Like, yes, like with you, you see like my good intentions, but like, shit, dude, I have darkness too, mm -hmm. you know? And hopefully it doesn't. I've experienced a lot of me living in my darkness to see like, oh shit, that's not who I want to be, mm. you know? Yeah, be careful of gurus for sure. I started reading this book called Make Me One With Everything by... Anyways, and his whole... His philosophy is that you don't have to sit in quiet and meditate alone, that you can practice interconnectedness in your everyday waking life mm. and i've been enjoying reading that yeah that's cool yeah it's so weird dude like a lot of shit that have been helpful to people have a dark side to it like scientology mm -hmm. like that shit like helped a lot of people mm -hmm. i'm sure right but there is a really dark side to that whole fucking thing H have you watched the documentary I've watched a couple yeah it's fucked up but that's the natural way of things uh, everything naturally works less and less over time like christianity inquisition like priest fucking boys and you know there's i don't think christianity or the spirit of it is evil or bad it's no it's the people everything degenerates into chaos unless you actively work to maintain it yeah and uh not calling out any particular philosophy but in the case of like Christianity or mm. whatever like as it grows and as there's more that's so many more variables mm. it's a fu it's a fucking numbers game yeah you know and yeah that's right that's right yeah I'm gonna run through this verse see if I can get it how yeah, I want it. it here I am in the now in the future in the now in the past back to now running circles shit is wild um looking for a rock to hold on um looking for a branch to grab on um thankful for the air of breathing i honor the path i walk on these tests these tests afraid of what comes next resistance in my chest best respect the track so step by step i guess i guess i recommend but my blessings bless the moon and crest and the sun and star it's a common thing to feel young and dark i know we all have seen Secrets, and I know, recognize the genius, and I know the nature of the phoenix. And you may not believe that the lights in you till you see it. I'm here to show you, you're here to know you. No matter what you go through, you're here to shed the old you, here to shed the old you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Right, I'm gonna do mine a few times. Mm. Let the pain in, let the rain in, let it wash me, cleanse me, burn away the dead debris so the new me can sing. My screen just turned off. Surrender <laughs> 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 uh. to your experience. Surrender to inside you. Cool. What time is it?